Welcome to the Legacy of Our African-American Lives podcast, where our stories become our oral histories that are created to uplift, empower, and enrich the very next generation. I would like to welcome to the podcast today, Mr. Larry Salisbury Jr. He is the son of Larry and Lola Salisbury, who still reside in G's Bend, Alabama, known today as Boykin. Larry currently lives in Athens in North Alabama. He is a minister, school principal, doctoral candidate, and member of those Ice Ice Cold Brothers, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. He's also a husband to a beautiful and devoted wife, Melissa, and they are the parents of three sons. Larry, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Tangela, uh, for having me on here today. I'm really excited about this and just have really enjoyed just sharing my story with actually several of the schools that I've worked at, sharing with them that I'm from a place so rich in history, G's being Alabama, even as a classroom teacher, uh, bringing in the very same quilt that I recently presented to students at Elkmont Elementary. Just thinking back on that and thinking back on the experience really excited me. And the day that I read your book, very first day that I read your book, because after that I had several requests to come to classes, but that very first day it dawned on me that I was presenting on my grandmother's birthday, March 3rd. And it just, you know, I was really excited about it, even more excited thinking about that because uh, De Deborah Petway Young, uh, she was one of the G's being quilters and also worked at the Freedom Quilting Bee. So it's very exciting for me to be on your podcast today. Yes, and I'm glad you mentioned that because that is how I came to know you. I go to Facebook one day and I look and I'm seeing all of these pictures and I'm being tagged in them of you sharing your story <laughs> with the kid, children at the school. So I have to say thank you for that. You know, that's, that's something that I credit social media with is that we're able to connect with people that are doing things that we would never, ever know about. And so when I saw that, plus, you know, our journeys are very similar in terms of I've, I'm an educator and, you know, I've been a principal. I am also a proud member of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. So we have that in common as well. And when I saw the pictures of your grandmother and the quote that you shared, I really wanted to have you here to tell us a little bit more of why G's Ben is so special. So can you talk to us a little bit more about things that maybe something that you remember that you want to share with us? Just thinking about G's Ben, I mean, it really is the foundation of who I am. If I had to go back and do it all over again, I would do it the same way. Just thinking about, as I mentioned, my grandmom, the influence that she had in my life at an early age. You know, I'm a son of Lola and Larry. I have two brothers. One is older. Uh, he's 11 years older than me. I have a younger brother. He's seven years younger. And so we all had a chance to know my grandmom and she was a very instrumental part in our lives. And I even remember, you know, just the love that my mom had for her mom, you know, even to the point of moving her home next door to us. After a while, she eventually pretty much moved in with us. And so that just always stuck with me, who my parents were you know, really is a big part of who I am, even seeing my dad and his just his level of patience and how we would visit elderly growing up. It just really impressed me. And that's a huge part of who I am today. Thinking about my church connection, you know, growing up in Pleasant Grove, Missionary Baptist Church, 
probably was one of my first jobs, you know, as a Sunday school assistant secretary, working right alongside my cousin, Dyers Mosley. So we would do Sunday school together, reading the reports and, you know, learning how to, you know, get up there in front of people, giving Easter speeches. Maybe it wasn't, I was maybe somewhat shy, but when it was time to speak, all right, I'm ready, you know, do what we have to do, even singing in the choir or playing the tenor saxophone, things like that. I had a chance, I had a platform to shine and show what I knew and show what I was learning, poetry contests. I had a chance to do that right there. I went to Alberta Elementary, so I never had a chance to go to Boykin Elementary, but you know, we had kids coming from all over. A lot of the teachers who were my teachers were in the community, you know, there when I went home as well. And so a lot of kids may not have that experience nowadays. That impressed a lot upon me as well as far as my education, how seriously I took school and the fact that I knew I needed to behave as well because my parents would know about it. My mom was active in PTA and she always came to, even even as I got older and moved into high school, you know, my mom and dad always came to the games. I didn't play football, wasn't very athletic, but I played in the band. I was in marching band, I was in junior ROTC. I was in so many different things, too many different things probably. It made a big impression upon me at an early age. My mom even let me work with her at the bank for a little while in the loan department. So learning financial things that a lot of people will not, you know, would not learn early age. So when some people may look at our community, they may think, oh, you know, you maybe you didn't live in the big city and things like that, or maybe you there's something missing. Oh, there's nothing missing. I learned so much in the community of Boyk. There were so many people who loved me cared about me, even to this day, if I, if I go back, not just family members, I was even talking with one of my classmates and he was like, we were very blessed with a lot of sweet people in Boyka who, who cared about family, who took care of us. And they were just, like I said, beyond our parents, beyond our relatives and different cousins, I can name so many people. So even early years of education, I went to daycare in Boykin and I was at the top of my class. <laughs> and so that sparked something. Maybe I didn't realize at the time or probably didn't understand what that meant. Then going on from there, from daycare, you know, and they actually had a graduation for us. We graduated at Friendship Missionary Baptist Church. So I'll never forget that. And like everybody being, we had robes, gowns, everything. I think we even had to give a speech. So even early on, <laughs> having to give a speech, you know, for daycare. So I didn't go to pre-K, but I don't, I'm not even sure pre-K was needed for me, but I did go to kindergarten. Sparking that learning for me early on, there are things I remember about that. There are things I remember about the cafeteria, things I remember about the very first day of school. You know, just things I remember about um, the ladies who worked in the cafeteria, Miss Tans and Miss Rosie, them working in the cafeteria, but they also lived in Boykin and that they took care of us and that they fed us and their meals were good. And just so many things that I think about. I think about May Day, the experience of May Day every year. You know, you having, having to have uh, a brand new outfit, brand new shoes, and just being out there, you knowing your shoes are gonna get dusty, dirty. <laughs> but it was okay because you, you started off with the, at least your outfit was clean, you know? And then riding through the loop, maybe on my, my four wheeler with my dad or my little brother, just things like that I remember, you know, all of those things. I even think back on, maybe it wasn't a real business, but it was a business for me. I would make business cards. I would do um, funeral programs, obituaries, and type those and put those together. I would fax 
different things, get maybe get certain copies made. I did uh, maybe graduation invitations, other types of invitations. There were a lot of things that I did in the community while in, I would say pro mostly probably in high school. And I, I had a price list, but usually I would just say, just give me a donation. And I was blessed more for that than trying to stick to a certain price or, oh, it needs to be $25 or my price is $50. I would just say, just give me what you feel. And I mean, I would be so amazed and just so blessed that people appreciated the work I was doing. And so my mom, you know, made sure I had a computer program, made sure I had a, you know, software, go to Walmart, buy the latest software for printing and just install it on the computer. And here you go. And I could basically run a business right there. Even I love cleaning. My mom taught me the importance of cleaning. My grandma believed in being clean. Cleanliness is next to godliness, right? So even with that, just cleaning people's cars from time to time, the family members, maybe not, but I enjoyed things like that. So that's a little bit about, you know, just my connection to G's being. And through all of that, I think the importance of remaining humble, uh, humble and who I was, learning that early on, because if you're humble in, in what you and who you are, if humility is at your core, it's gonna take you further in life. And so there you can look at experiences around you and maybe see things that are happening around you. And a lot of people feel like, you know, maybe experience is the best teacher, but I don't have to go through that if you already went through it. I'm okay, you know. <laughs> Let me learn from that so I can move, you know, move on to that next thing in life. Uh, I don't have to go through it if you've gone through it for me. So uh, let me learn from that experience and let me keep going because, you know, there, there's, a, there's a long way that I have to go. So what parts of what you learned and who you are as a G's Ben legacy have you instilled in your three boys? For me, as I mentioned, that humility, my goal, number one, is to make sure that my boys are humble because I do believe, I know for a fact, that my parents wanted better, wanted me to have better than what they had, even though, even though they, they, I mean, I, I feel my parents are blessed and, you know, we're very blessed with love from their families growing up. And, you know, my parents are still working right now. They work hard every day. They uh, didn't just say, oh, you're on your own after high school. You know, they might've said that, but they didn't really mean it. So even going to Alabama A&M as an undergraduate student, I had actually had a full academic scholarship. And I was very blessed uh, to be able to have that because of my education in Wilcox, Wilcox County School System. So that was a blessing. That was a true blessing for me, knowing that A&M came to our career, college and career day, came to that career fair. I didn't know that I could get a full ride to have uh, an English teacher who who actually ha had us sit down and apply for colleges, you know, made, made sure that she created the time, Mrs. Palm created that time in her class for us to apply for, for colleges and scholarships. Um, so the doors opened up very immediately to other, I, I got other full rides as well, but I accepted Alabama A&M as salutatorian on a salutatorian scholarship, basically, uh, everything being paid for. And I was like, there's no question about it. That's where I'm going. <laughs> And uh, knowing that my parents made sure I had a vehicle that I needed, made sure that, um, that I had uh, finances as well. Knowing even also that uh, through my dad's job, I was able to get two, uh, I wanna say two outside scholarships or at least a scholarship through his job 
and then there was a there was a scholarship locally through Alloway Wallace and Simpson Foundation. So I was able to get those as well. So now not only do I have what A&M is giving me, I have the outside scholarships. So using portions of that to even go ahead and take advantage of going to Wallace Community College in Selma in the summer, maybe taking nine hours, took a course in public speaking, took other courses. So now I'm accelerating so that when I get to A&M, you know, now I'm able to move more, you know, even quicker on, on my education. So first of all, leaving that, leaving that legacy of humility, leaving that legacy of character for my kids. My favorite quote by Dr. King, intelligence plus character is the true goal of education. So we got to make sure our kids know how to behave. They need to, and I'm, I'm old school with that. So, you know, just like my parents were with me, like, why would I spare the ride for my, for my own kids? So that's important. Leaving a good name for yourself, that creates a legacy. If your name, last name is Salisbury, if your last name is Petway Young, what does that even mean? You know, what even your name precedes you. Uh, what people have heard about you precedes you. So when you open your mouth, when you show up, your first appearance, what does that mean? You know, what will people, will it confirm what they've heard? Uh, just knowing that you, I mean, truly, you know, as we t we're taught as educators, you live in a glass house. So I, I want my kids to know you live in a glass house. So no matter where you are, if you're at my school where I'm leading, or if you're at, if you're not there, no matter what, my, my oldest has been in school with me in pre-K before. And so he could tell you more about that experience, but you know, that was an experience. We loved it. I grew even closer with my son, you know, hopefully instill some things in him that year by him being with me every day that, that will, you know, that he'll remember for a lifetime. Like often, you know, even though he was four, he thinks back on that. Dad, I remember when I went to pre-K with you, you know, and so he thinks back on that and just encouraging, encouraging him to keep, 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 keep trying to practice what we've taught you. The legacy also that I want to leave is that I want my kids to understand that God is first, then it's your family, then it's your job and, you know, all those other things. So if you have God first, there's no limit to where you can go. That, that's something that was instilled in me by my parents, that instilled in me by G's being. You know, we were in church every Sunday. And so that made that made a difference and it made the difference. And not just for me, but for my brothers as well. So the harder you work, you know, you'll be able to enjoy even more. That way it's done and out of the way. So for me, at this point, I have three degrees. But working on my last degree, one, uh, first degree is from Alabama A&M. I received my master's, my education specialist from Auburn University. And now I'm working on my doctorate degree from Auburn University. So thinking about that, that knowledge is something that no one can take away from you, no matter what, no matter what color you are, no matter what circumstances you, you've been in, no matter how you grew up, who hurt you, who abused you, whatever it is, whatever barriers, no matter how much money you had or didn't have, or once you have that knowledge, no one can take that away from you. I feel that's important for today's society. At the end of the day, what do people say about you and what does your name mean? But I, I think for me in the role that I'm in, you know, as a school leader, that's my job, right? But at the end of the day, if I don't enjoy it, then what kind of impression am I leaving on people? So I'm spending so much time every day in a school. I love school now, uh, but I'm spending so much time every day in a school, but also it's a school at home with my three sons, right? What about the people, the people that I'm leaving an impression upon? I'm leaving an impression upon those students because I'm, we're, at, we're there, all of us are there at the school, at my job for those students every day. 
but I'm leaving an impression upon the faculty and staff. I'm leaving an impression upon the parents, the community, because we, you know, that school is seen as a lighthouse for the community. Think about it. And G's being the school I'm hearing lately, you know, all the stories of what Boykin Elementary, what Boykin High School meant, seen as a lighthouse. You know, you think about ABC Elementary, it's the current school there now, it's seen as a lighthouse. The church is seen as a lighthouse, right? So you have church, you have school. We were at a pre presentation today. The presenter was speaking about church and school being institutions where we learn so much from. And they're the institutions that make us better people. They're in the business of making better humans, you know, making better conditions for, for humans and better conditions for us in which we live as humans. So I think about just that impression upon people. And I, I want it to be where someone says, I. I left a good impression upon upon them. Maybe it's that I prayed for them. I even think back to uh, one story of one of my students at my last school, and I was just walking down the hallway, just a normal morning, just going about my day. We had just finished breakfast, and she turned around, and she she looked up at me, and she said, "I wish you were my dad." That was just so special for me. And I, I at the time, it's you know I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, okay, what does that mean? A lot of things go through my mind on. What does that mean? You know, does that mean she doesn't have a dad? Does that mean that maybe her dad is in her life, but there's some things missing? You know, I appreciated her for that comment. And like, maybe, you know, she just sees me as a father figure. You never know who's watching you, but you live in a glass house. People are watching. And so just like for that student, at the end, I want my boys to know that, you know, yes, I was there for everyone else. I was there for, have a lot of guys that maybe I mentor, whatever it is. Yes, I was there for all of those people, but I want them to know that I was there for them too. You know, yes, dad was busy with school, but dad loved us and he spent time with us too. So that is my goal that I would leave a legacy of God first, family, and then it's work, it's all these other things. So that's the legacy I would hope to leave for them. I would like to say to you again, I thank you for spending time with us here on the podcast today. I will say that in talking to you, I feel the light. I see the light and I know that others see it as well. It is clear that you love all of the roles and all the hats that you wear, you know, be mm -hmm. it a son, be it a husband, be it father, be it principal, be it, I wish you were my dad. Right? Okay. You wear all of those hats well. So I thank you again for being here. And I thank our listeners for joining us for this episode of Legacy of Our African-American Lives podcast. Again, I hope that you heard something that sparks a memory or even better, sparks you to action so that you can be that light for someone else.